who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. What do you get when you take two childhood friends with a passion for unexplored history and a whole lot of booze? You get us, Queen's Podcast. And here at Queen's, we are spilling the tea on all kinds of women from history. From New Orleans voodoo queen, Marie Laveau, to Marie Antoinette, and everything in between. Each queen is paired with a cocktail recipe that will totally get you in the mood to hear the fun, dramatic, and juicy stories of fascinating women from history. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Cheers! What's up, everyone? I'm Noah Daniels. I'm JJ. Hey, guys, I'm Kat, and we're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We're excited to have the band back together. I know it's been, I think, for Kat and JJ and I, maybe yeah. an episode or two <laughs> since we've recorded. Um, but we got 30, 35 years. 35 years. But we actually got to see each other in person the other day, which was nice. Um, that doesn't happen all the time. And then we were going to see each other Saturday night uh, oh, after, my, after my improv show. And either Cat or JJ may have had a little too much to drink and fallen asleep earlier. Oh, uh. this one. Having too much to drink and falling asleep too early is my specialty. <laughs> But we were super excited about this episode. We had a fan reach out to us, Sarah, and she wants to share some spooky stories with us. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yay, thanks for having me. How long have you been listening to our episodes, Sarah? Probably for the past year or so. I, okay. I like many of your listeners, I just kind of put in the search, you know, ghost stories, because that's my jam. I love listening. So, and I stumbled upon yours and I just went back and listen to as many as I can. So that's awesome. Ooh. Thanks for yeah. coming on. Very, very cool. We always appreciate that. Is there like, do you get more excited when October rolls around to listen to spooky content or is it kind of the same year round for you? Year round for me. I love a good ghost story anytime. That's awesome. All right. Well, welcome to the club. That's <laughs> surprise, surprise. That's what we're into as well. Well, you know, we love to find out where our guests rate on the Believo meter. Zero meaning you don't believe in ghosts. Ten ghosts are absolutely real. Where do you fall on that scale? I would say I'm a 7.5. Okay. Awesome. Right. Cool. Have you always been a 7.5? I know I've seen some of your experiences in the email. Did it take those experiences to get you there? How exactly do you feel like you got to that number? 
It definitely took some experiences. I've always been super excited and my best friend and I like to go ghost hunting or like lazy man's ghost hunting. Like a lot of times we don't leave the car. We'll just drive to spooky places. Um, and, uh, the story I will share, you'll, you'll hear, you know, nothing had really happened. It was always just kind of like, you know, people who want something scary to happen and then something happened. That's right. JJ's dream. He's always wanting yes. something scary to happen. I'm, I'm ready for it. It is not my dream. <laughs> Mine either, to be honest. And oh my gosh. So this is such a dumb story and I'll make it really quick, but I could not find my toothpaste to save my life yesterday. Like I literally looked everywhere in the kitchen, the kitchen in the bathroom. And I asked my wife, I was like, Hey, dumb question, but have you seen my toothpaste? And she was like, no weirdo. I haven't seen your toothpaste. And literally when I went back in there the next time it was sitting right where it's supposed to be. And it's little toothpaste area. <laughs> and I went back out and I was like, ha ha ha. You put it as I was it on the floor or something. Like, did you find it and stick it back? And she was like, no, I haven't been in the bathroom since we talked. So I don't know, maybe I was just blind from toothpaste for a little while, but I distinctly <laughs> looked in the one place that it goes. And then all of a sudden it just reappeared in hmm. that spot. Maybe. Damn, no, you should have saved that for a whole episode. Oh. <laughs> <Asshole>. <laughs> and I'm Noah Daniels. No. <laughs> uh, Maybe you yeah. just missed it because today I tried putting a steak knife in the pantry and, mm. and, and instead of the dishwasher, or no, instead of the sink because we don't put them in the dishwasher. So I'm just saying, maybe nice you're sink. just old. Well, between our two stories, I think we definitely have an episode. But yeah. <laughs> great. Uh, well, we do have an episode today. So yeah, Sarah, start us out with your earliest occurrence and let's kind of work forward from there. As mentioned, uh, my best friend and I, we love to ghost hunt. We love spooky things. And uh, really the first scary thing that ever happened to me was when I wasn't looking for it. We were not on a ghost hunt. I was visiting family in Seattle and uh, I had a new baby. It was my first kiddo. And so I traveled alone and um, I was alone in my sister-in-law's house and you know, I was getting ready. I thought they were going to pick me up for church. I was walking up and down uh, the hallway, getting ready, getting my baby ready and uh, just had walked down this long, dark hallway multiple times. We were staying in the back bedroom and I was sitting on the bed, just kind of waiting, you know, where are they? I kept thinking to myself and uh, I heard a knock on the wall. The knock was actually, you know, one of those sliding closet doors. So there was another bedroom on the other side of the wall. So I thought to myself, cause my sister-in-law has four kids. Oh, okay, they're home. The other room, the room next door is, you know, my little niece's room. I'm sure they're here. So I kind of called out their names, you know, oh, Kiara, you there? And I, and the knocking responded to me. It just went bump, bump, bump. And I said, what are you guys doing? You ready to pick me up? And it just kept the knocking bump, 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 bump. And so no one was responding to me. And so, you know, I had my baby on my hip. I'm like, okay, let's go. Let's go see what's up. It was the furthest from my mind that no one would be there. And sure enough, when I walked in the room, no one was there. And so then I slowly backed up out of the room. All of a sudden, that feeling of dread, you know, had felt perfectly fine. Now I'm terrified. And, um, you know, it was a dark hallway. All I can see is the light of the living room. And so I just, I have my baby. I run to the living room where it's light. And I realize I don't have my cell phone, left it in the room. I don't have, my baby's is crying, 
left his pacifier in the bedroom. He's really, really crying. Also left his bottle in the back bedroom. And I'm going, oh my goodness, like I'm scared. I don't want to go back down the hallway. I end up picking up a laptop that's on the, on the couch. And I text my best friend from the laptop and she goes, you know, it's okay. It's fine. It didn't sound like it was anything, you know, dark or malicious. Um, just go to the back, just go get the things out of the back bedroom. So she kind of gave me some courage. So I, I kind of, okay, you got this. And I go to the hallway Mm -hmm. and now in the center of the hallway is a red cowboy hat that was not there before. What? I would have tripped on it coming up and down the hallway all morning as I was getting myself and my baby ready. It was in the center of the hallway. So now I'm really, really scared. I slowly back away again and sit on the couch and I'm just like, okay, what do I do? What do I do? And baby's getting more fussy, fussy, fussy. Finally, I just like, just go get it. So I went to the back, grabbed my stuff, came back in the living room, stayed there until everyone came to get me. And, uh, when everyone came home, my little niece, Kiara, she ran to the hallway and she goes, oh, there's my cowboy hat. I've been looking for it everywhere. So I'm like, oh where my. did that come from? What? It's oh like Noah's toothpaste. It's like the toothpaste. Okay. That's so true. <laughs> Just but, as scary. But creepier, for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, and the wow. fact that it's a red cowboy hat, like that's so random. Yeah, you're right. You would have noticed that earlier. It was actually, yeah, it was, to be honest with you, it was a woody hat, you know, like from Toy Story. Uh-huh. That's exactly what I was picturing. It was a child's woody hat and it was in the center. <laughs> it had not been there the entire morning and I would have mm-hmm. tripped on it. And it was, it was there. And the fact like, that it was missing. In, was it like in the middle of a hallway or was it kind of like, a spot in like a, a wider room or no it was in the middle of the hallway yeah. you know the hall it was a dark hallway you know yeah. there's like three bedrooms a bathroom you know the end of a hallway of a house and mm-hmm. you know had a dead end and it just freaked me out and I've even mm-hmm. um you know I asked I was afraid to say anything what do you say like hey is your house haunted you know so I was really I didn't want to bring it up to them right um and later on you know because now I'm thinking I'm going okay were there pipes in the walls I'm just trying to figure out what what's the explanation so about a year ago I did finally tell my sister-in-law the story she no longer lives in that house so I was Uh like I kind of have to tell you something so I told her the whole thing and I said has anything happened to you in the house and she said no and I said can you were there pipes or anything and she said no, it was a split level house. Huh. She, she, she explained it to me. She said, no, there were no pipes or anything. And that there was no explanation as to what was knocking on the other side. And I was all alone in the house upstairs. Wow. Yeah. So, so do you feel like whatever it was, it was attracted to you then if they had never experienced anything? I have, I have no clue. Cause, um, I I'm of the belief that people have, some people are more open than others. And I am definitely someone who seeks those experiences. But at this moment, I was not seeking anything. It was the furthest from my mind. It was like 9am on a Sunday, we're getting ready to go to church. It was like, it was not late at night or nothing spooky. Right. I'm not sure. I have no idea. Yeah. I feel like pipes is always my like go-to just because I grew up in a house with like really like bad piping I guess and mm-hmm. just like was really loud sound like it sounded like people were like trying to escape or something it was mm-hmm. bizarre but like 
to for the house if the house had bad piping like your surely your sister-in-law would have known about it unless no. you just and like, it was responding to me yeah. as i was talking you know yara yeah. is that you and it was like slowing down like thump 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 like almost like in response to me like what are you guys doing thump 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 you know mm-hmm. it was like it was kind of like a like we were talking to each other call That's why and I response. Thought, yes yeah. call and response i was sure that it was my nieces playing with me <laughs> and then to drop the hat down where you had to see it on top of everything else yes <laughs> mm, so scary now so you had that experience where would you say you were on the scale before that experience do you think um i probably was a seven um so again my mind is always as you know jj mentioned we're we're got, my my mind is always going okay what what is an explanation i'm constantly trying to find an explanation yes mm-hmm. that was scary but it could have been something else. That's what I always tell myself. It could have, maybe they didn't know about a pipe that day. And I'm constantly talking myself out of the experiences that I have. I think that's Mm -hmm. why I'm a 7.5. My goodness. Well, I know you have a couple more stories. So what's the next one that kind of happened in um, the timeframe? So the next story, um, as I mentioned, I go ghost hunting with my best friend. Well, she moved to Maryland um, back in like 2013, 2014 time. And I I went to visit her and we're from Southern California. I still Mm -hmm. live in Southern California. So the East Coast is just a big mystery to me. And she Mm -hmm. had shared, oh, gosh, you know, there's so much old stuff over here and it's spooky. And so being my partner in crime. I said, well, what's the ghosty stuff we can go do over there? Like, can we, what's the ghost hunt we can do? And she said, well, I've been really wanting to check out this bridge called the Jericho Bridge. And it's a covered bridge. If you've seen Beetlejuice, you know, it's the bridge that they like fly off of at the beginning of the movie, the main characters when they die. It's one of those creepy wooden, it looks like a barn. Mm -hmm. which again is totally foreign for me being in Southern California. So I said, yeah, let's, let's go, let's do it. And so some of the folklore and you can Google the Jericho covered bridge. Some of the folklore says that, you know, you can see people hanging from the rafters. Mm. Like if you stop in the middle and look at your rear view mirror. And as I mentioned, we're kind of like lazy ghost hunters. We don't like going into places. So I was like, Oh, we can be in our car and we can go see a creepy place. Sounds perfect. And um, also, I know a lot of towns have a folklore of like crybaby bridge. And so that's another kind of legend around it that you could hear a baby crying. There's a creek that runs under it. Yeah, we were like, okay, let's do this. We drove about 45 minutes from her where she lived. And um, I went over the story with her today just to make sure I had all of my uh, facts correct. And she (laughs) she wanted me to note that um, leading up to where the Jericho Bridge is, it's it's literally in the middle of nowhere. There were just fields on on each side. Um, It was a long road to get there. And then all of a sudden there's a little town. It's a little town in the middle of nowhere where Jericho Bridge is. And so we get there and we see the bridge. So we drive through it and nothing happens of course like we didn't stop or anything we just let's just you know give it a first go we drove through and then there was a little neighborhood at the end and i was like oh that's kind of a like i thought this was gonna be a little more spookier there's actually a neighborhood at you know a little right. past the bridge that kind of mm, womp womp too quaint yes and so we we decide we're gonna turn around and um she says okay well i'm gonna stop i'm gonna stop in the middle of the bridge we're going to turn off the engines. Oh, and I should note that we also had an MP3 player. So we were going to see if we could capture any EVPs. Mm-hmm. 
So we stop in the middle of the bridge, turn all the lights off. And suddenly I felt paralyzed. I couldn't move. I couldn't talk. She didn't move. She didn't talk. And it was for about one minute. After one minute, I finally got something inside me went go. Like I finally said go. And she flipped on the car and drove away. We were just, whoa, what just happened? Like I said, I felt paralyzed. And she said, I felt paralyzed. So, okay, what to do now? Well, you know, stupid us. Well, let's go do it again. Let's go see what happens again. You got to get that scientific like data, you know? Yeah. You got to do it again. Yeah. I actually, I'm a teacher at a community college. So I I really do try to get that. Right. (laughs) We turn back around and, uh, we go through it again, turn back around, drive through it again. And we're still recording on the MP3 and nothing happens again. And so we decide to call it a night. We had our experience. Let's, let's go back home. And I decide to play back the MP3 recording and we captured an EVP. And so I do have it. I'm not sure if you were going to play the clip. I hope so. Yeah, but- I've got it. I'm pulling it <laughs> oh. up right now, actually. And so you could hear oh, our voices talking about how we didn't feel anything that time Uh and there is a male voice that talks over us oh my god i'm so nervous all right sarah so i got the file with the ghosts talking to you guys on the evp so you said you were on the bridge and then this is when you guys went back on the bridge is that correct yeah so the first time we had experienced paralysis and we decided to go through again So we went through again in and then turned around and made a U-turn, went back and we didn't feel anything that time. And so in the clip, you hear us kind of going, I didn't feel anything. Did you feel anything? And then you'll hear the voice that goes over us. Okay. And what is it that the ghost says? It's time to go home. All right. And that's about nine seconds Uh in, you said? At about, yeah, eight or nine (sighs) seconds. Play it now and we'll we'll see what we can hear. No, me neither. We weren't stopped though. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com realm, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Wander with us into a world of magic. Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with and reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. We'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales. Okay, I definitely heard it. I definitely I, heard it. I heard it, but but I, I'm curious if I heard it because I had the words in my head. Oh, yeah, I don't know. That's what we, well, I don't know. That's what we had heard after, but yeah. here right, let's. Let's play it. Yeah, let's play it again just for the audience in case they didn't catch it the first time. So um, if you didn't hear it the first time, y'all make sure you listen. It's right after you hear them talk. It's almost like in uh, secession, secession. It's like right after that, you'll hear a man's voice come on uh, and it's about nine seconds. I actually counted to nine in my head. Mm -hmm. All right, here we go. I did too. I didn't get the feeling. No, me neither. We weren't stopped though. Yeah, true. Yeah, definitely says time to go home. I mean, that's yeah, what it, I hear. It sounds. Did you hear it? I heard. I'm. I heard like a a deeper, what sounded like a voice. It, it, I I didn't make the words out, but it kind of sounds like an old radio, like time to go home, or like time yeah. to go home, like an old commercial from the '60s or something. You know what I mean? And I believe the beginning is like the wood of the bridge. Like, I think it was, you know, we're going over the bridge da, 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 and then my best friend goes, I didn't feel anything that time. And I said, me neither, but we didn't stop this time. And then over our voices, it says it's time to go home. Yeah. So you can kind of see the context of. And you didn't hear that in person, right? It was only over the EVP that you heard. We it. didn't hear it in person. We okay. were already on our way home. Obviously <laughs> we were on our way home and she's like, well, why don't listen back to the mp3 player and you know so i started playing it and i was like oh my gosh like we were freaking out of course and just kept playing it over and over and then so i had, had her husband he's a computer guy so he he made the clip shorter because you know we'd been recording all night so right. he mm-hmm. kind of captured that and sent us the clip Ugh. all right well that's super spooky um and then there's a story about a piano as well is that right yes i have a haunted piano <laughs> and actually something happened since i emailed you which is kind of crazy so um right when we were about to buy our home in two, 2012 2013 oh i guess that this predates the jericho bridge so i was trying to go in order but no worse um anyway uh we were buying a house and i play piano and my husband plays piano and uh he found an estate sale it was a really good deal, really nice shimmel grand piano. So we went to this estate sale and I walked into this, it was like a retirement community and the room was filled with people. Like I was so surprised. I'm like, why does everybody want this piano? Everyone wanted this piano. And there was kind of like a bereaving son who just, he didn't know what to do. Everybody wanted, you know, cause he said first person with the money here can get the piano for this price. And so we rushed there all these people were vying for it. It was me and my husband. And at the time I had a a baby and a one-year-old. So I had two little ones. And so I I pretty much knew what I was doing. I I walked up to him and I go, this is a great piano. And he said, yeah, it belonged to my mother. She was a professional piano player. And I said, 
yeah, it's a really nice piano. We would, we would love to have this piano. And he's like, yeah. And he like looked around because the room was filled with people. And I said, so I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, I play piano. And I said, and my husband plays piano. And I pointed to my toddler and the baby on my hip. And I said, and they're going to play piano. And I said, if you choose us, this piano is going to be very loved. Um, music will fill our home. And oh. I just wanted to let you know that. And he goes, I want to sell it to you. So wow. he even held it for months because we were in escrow for like the longest time for other mm. reasons, just didn't work out. So he's like, I'll hold it for you till you're ready to pick it up. So he held it for like three months. And uh, it was the first thing that was moved into our house. And so the first thing that happened was uh, probably a week or two in, I had a my friend's daughter, who was about eight at the time, was spending the night. And again, I had a, two little ones and she was sleeping in their room. And in the middle of the night, I woke up because the eight-year-old was staring at me, you know, in the pitch black. I'm like, ah. And she said, in a most terrified look, she said, I'm scared. And I said, mm -hmm. okay, okay. You know, do, do you want me to go? She was sleeping in my little one's room. And I said, do you want me to go in there and lay down with you for a little bit? And she said, yes, yes, please. So I said, okay. So I went into the room and the room was the closest bedroom to where the piano is probably no more than 20 feet away from the actual piano. And so I was, uh, I laid down with her for a little bit and suddenly I heard footsteps walking in from where the piano is to, and it was like someone stopped in front of the door and the hall light was on. Like I have kids, I leave the hall light on. So I was closed my eyes tight because I was afraid. And finally I opened them and nothing was there. And so I thought, okay, well, who else is in the house? My husband, but he's at the other end of the hallway uh, where we were sleeping. So I get up and I go, finally go back to my bed and he's sound asleep. And I asked him the next day, you know, where, where did you walk in the hallway? Nope. He didn't get up at all. So then I mm -hmm. thought, great. I bought a haunted house <laughs> because we had only lived there mm -hmm. for a couple of weeks, at least a couple of weeks max. Right. But um, that had been my only experience at the time with the piano until maybe a year or so later, we had a babysitter um, watching my two little ones. And I got a text from wherever I was. And she said, is your house haunted? And again, this was middle of the day. And I said, uh, I don't think so. Like, how do you respond to someone who's in your house without you? And um, she said, is your house haunted? And I said, no, I don't think so. And she said, well, every time I leave the room, your piano is playing. Like someone oh, no. is playing the keys, not, not like a song, but she said, someone is playing the keys every time she, she said that the kid, she had put the kids to bed for a nap. So she was sweeping. She was like sweeping the house, finding something to do. <sighs> and every time she left the room, the piano keys would play. And <sighs> so I was like, um, well, I mean, so I told her, you know, when I got home, I said, you know, we did buy this from a woman who'd passed away. She was a professional pianist. And then I asked her, cause I'm of the belief that, you know, people who have ghost stories tend to have a lot of ghost stories. I I don't consider myself to have a lot. I don't feel like I'm as open as others are. Maybe they're psychic abilities. And so I asked her, I said, 
have you had things like this happen to you before? And she said, my whole life. So oh, I wow. kind of feel like she maybe brought out yeah. that in, in the piano. And then, so lastly, since I emailed you, I was home alone in the house, which is rare. I have three kids. My husband even took the dog. Like he took everybody. I was alone upstairs in the farthest room away from the piano. And it was broad daylight again. I'm standing upstairs and I heard the piano keys start to play <laughs> and the top, the higher notes on the, on the right side. And I stopped and I got scared and I said it out loud. I felt silly, but I said, please stop doing that. I'm scared. I would really appreciate it if you didn't do that right now. And then I closed the door and I didn't hear anything else. <laughs> wow. So, my, oh my god! I feel like pianos are pianos are the most beautiful sound, in my opinion. One of the most beautiful sounds, but also the creepiest sound when no one is at the piano. Yes, it's and also something you can't be like. Was it the wind or the door? Yeah. The air well, you looked in to see if yes. there were some other possibilities, right? I did. So I googled again. I'm always trying it. This is why I'm a seven point five because I don't believe my own experiences. I googled mm -hmm. piano playing by itself, and mm -hmm. a bunch of stuff came up about mice. Like mice get into pianos, mm -hmm. and they can they can go on the strings and can hammer and like they can go in there. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I've seen mouse droppings in the, um, in the garage. And it's not our, our old house was small. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, it's not that far. I mean, what if a mouse squeezed through and Oh my gosh. And so my husband and I got flashlights. I had him open up, you know, the piano, we got flashlights. We, we were looking and there was no evidence of droppings or urine. And then when we moved to this house, we had to hire piano movers and the piano movers were just chatting with me about how they moved a lot of old church pianos and how they reeked of mouse pee and mouse poop. Oh, and so I said, I said, do you think my piano may have had mouse pee or like anything? And he was like, Oh no, you'd know it. Like the, these pianos just reek. Mm. Your piano does not have mice. I was like, okay. What a cute way to have a fake haunting though, like a ratatatatouille yeah. playing the piano <laughs> yeah. inside, like jumping string to string. Like it's very like Disney esque. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So those are my experiences. Oh, that Gosh. um man, they're so, all so great and different. I I, I all of them kind of creep me out. <laughs> oh. Did they I'm afraid of the piano one? Cause I, I mean, we do all play my kit. Four out of five of us play piano and Oh, now, did you ever ask the old owner if if he experienced anything? Mm -mm. No, okay. I even tried to go back after I sent you the email. I was trying to find, you know, any correspondence. I wanted to Google these people. I was like, who was this professional pianist? Like, I wanted to see if I could right. find any information on her. And it's like, it was a Craigslist ad and the guy didn't even like put his first and last name oh, no. you know, like he had some like throwaway email and i was like i want to find who you is go back and they're like he hasn't lived here since 1845 <laughs> <laughs> yeah I you bought it from a ghost <laughs> up the retirement community i was typing in like piano player you know i was trying all the details that i had the very little details i was trying to be a, the stalker that i am and trying to find right. oh my goodness so when you heard the piano keys was there any type of like 
what were, was it an order or like going high to low or just yeah high? it was like it was kind of like clink 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 like it was like someone was going up and down the the keys and my mm-hmm. dog wasn't even there I was like oh, like my oh, dog geez. could have protected me he took every my husband had taken everyone out of the house I was like uh, all alone was it more, again. Was it more yeah. like Bach or Beethoven would you say <laughs> It was improv, improv you know? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> now my mind is like, what if it was like a snake or a lizard? A snake? Or... I don't know. Girl, I live in the city. Like, I live oh, in okay. the county. I live by a highway. Like, we don't have any snakes around here. Okay. This is really turning into a Disney movie. <laughs> if it was little birds flying into the house. Next time, open a window and be like, ah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, so you've had these experiences. Now you do have some children. Um, have they, I know the, the, the one child told you they were scared that night. Have they have experienced anything they've expressed to you? No, they okay. haven't. They, and your husband? I mean, they're always scared. Oh gosh, no. My husband's a scientist. He's just like, he thinks I'm crazy. He thinks I'm just totally just. Can crazy. JJ get his number? So where they can just talk about how crazy we all are. <laughs> he, he just thinks, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't believe in this. He just kind of like rolls his eyes and like, I'll play it. And he's like, mm, like I'll play the EVP. And, you know, as skeptical as I am about like, you know, other stories about a uh, supernatural, it's really hard to brush like everything off. For me, I've, I have to be comfortable, like not knowing, I guess, because I, I have no idea what those stories could possibly be other than a ghost. But, you know, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, and you're probably the same way as a 7.5. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it could, there could be another explanation that we don't know, but yeah, we just it's don't know. Unexplained. What it is. Yes. Yeah. Well, no. And JJ, I feel like you get the benefit, you know, that our audience doesn't get, which is getting to be here and be part of these interviews so like you're Mm -hmm. getting to hear what the guests are saying and like sitting here talking to sarah i think we can all agree like she's not here to sell anything she even told us before she came on she's like i don't have anything to promote i just like the podcast i want to tell my stories like you know that's not an individual who's trying Mm -hmm. to sell us on ghost Mm -hmm. which to me is you're right jj i mean we don't have true scientific data um obviously but what we do have sometimes can feel pretty convincing because yeah. I don't feel like there's somebody here trying to lie to me. Cause we have had guests on guests on before where I'm like, I don't necessarily believe this. I'm glad they came on and the audience can decide for themselves, but nine out of 10 times I'm like, well, this person 100% believes their story, you know, which I think is mm-hmm. such a cool oh, thing yeah. about the podcast. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, Sarah, you've been listening to the podcast for a while. And now that we're kind of reaching the end of this episode, do you have any questions for Kat, JJ, or I? No, thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> like, thanks for letting me hang out with you guys. This yeah. Awesome. Thank you for sharing all those thank stories. You. Like those, that, that was solid. I, my mind is, you know, not going to yeah. settle easy tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any guests that you would like us to bring back in the future or any f- episodes that have really stuck with you? I like it when you have the psychic guests because um, I don't know, it just really interests me. I, I always, w- I, I like to hear when they say that kind of everyone has their own psychic ability. Cause I'm always like, where's mine? How can I be more open to it? And things mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, well, that's right on cue because Evelyn and Jess um, behind the haunt, that's going to 
at a minimum will be one episode a month, maybe two episodes a month. We're still like sorting all that out, but I think that will be right up your alley then because uh, that's part of what they're doing. They're really trying to dig in to everything in that world. And I know so far our audience is really enjoying that. So I, like you, I think everybody knows who's listening to this podcast. I really enjoy the medium and psychic stuff. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited for them to be able to continue to release their own content. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on Kat and JJ. Did you have any more questions? What's your favorite song to play on the piano? Oh, oh, I love, I love me some Billy Joel. Mm. I love me some Mm. New York state of mind. And yeah, I like, I'm excited. JJ got me a electric uh, piano for my birthday. It hasn't come in yet, but I'm. Oh, that's awesome. I feel like I haven't played. I haven't like gotten to sit down with the piano book since I was little. So I'm excited to like, you know, order some books yeah. and Billy yeah, Joel sounds like uh, a great playing. place Have fun. to start. Yeah. Absolutely. And if we hear uh, like notes on it when no one's around, we know for a fact that there's not a mouse walking across right. the street. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's True. funny. Well, Sarah, we would love for you to do the outro with us if you're up for it. Okay. <laughs> so with that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm JJ. I'm Kat. And I'm Sarah. You must, right. you must leave now. <laughs> it's time to go. Time to go home. Oh, yeah. it's time to go home. Yeah. <laughs> What does feminism mean to you? During Women's History Month, come explore feminism and how it's playing out in real life with season two of Thread the Needle, a monthly podcast. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I use my background in journalism and draw on women's life experiences to add to the conversation on topics that matter to fellow feminists like you. Now in its second season, listen to new episodes each month as we explore finding yourself through divorce, battling call-out culture, questioning our ideas about masculinity, and discovering why girls' confidence plummets in their preteens. Guests include Stephanie Kuntz, historian and author of Marriage, a History, April White, author of Divorce Colony, and Loretta Ross, professor on white supremacy and call-out culture at Smith College. Listen to Thread the Needle on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.